0: Other scholars argue that the conquest was carried out by force. Neither side is entirely right. The Muslim conquerors used force to defeat the resistance of the Christian Visigoth kingdom, a nascent civilization. But they also granted pacts to those Visigoth lords and Christian leaders who saw it as advantageous to accept the offered peace and become dhimis those Christians and Jews living in subaltern status in Islamic lands, rather than face the consequences of resisting. Behind the peaceful pacts was always the threat of brutal force. The remaining chapters of this book examine fundamental aspects of Islamic Spain that are rarely highlighted, religious, and therefore cultural repression in all areas of life, and the marginalization of certain groups all this in the service of social control by autocratic rulers and a class of religious authorities. The proponents of a harmonious and fruitful convivencia sometimes adduce as proof the mutual influences among Muslims and non-Muslims and their military alliances but this argument overlooks that mutual influences, coexistence in the same territory, cooperation, military alliances, and even intermarriage and productive and fascinating artistic results frequently obtain as a matter of course in places where different cultures have been antagonistic, from Spanish and Portuguese Latin America, to British India, to French Algeria, to the American West, to even the slave-holding American South, without this in any way diminishing the fact of conflict between cultures or the existence of some groups who dominate and others who are dominated. Of course, there was convivencia, in this rather banal sense, between conquerors and conquered, but this cannot be considered characteristic of Islamic Spain. It is characteristic of cultural clashes between hegemonic and hegemonized groups most everywhere. This book's interpretive stance is Machiavellian, not Panglossian. Those who portray Islamic Spain as an example of peaceful coexistence frequently cite the fact that Muslim, Jewish, and Christian groups in Al-Andalus sometimes lived near one another. Even when that was the case, however, such groups dwelled more often than not in their own neighborhoods. More to the point, even when individual Muslims, Jews, and Christians cooperated with one another out of convenience, necessity, mutual sympathy, or love, these three groups and their own numerous subgroups engaged for centuries in struggles for power and cultural survival, manifested in often subtle ways that should not be glossed over for the sake of modern ideals of tolerance, diversity, and convivencia. A Culture of Forgetting the Umayyad Caliphate collapsed in the 11th century. In 1085, Alfonso VI, Christian king of Leon and Castile, captured Toledo. Unlike the Franks, he knew better than to impose Catholicism on the people at the point of his sword. The spirit of tolerance that the Arabs had created survived their departure. It took nearly four more centuries to get to the religious intolerance of the Spanish Inquisition. Kwame Anthony Appiah, Lawrence S. Rockefeller University Professor of Philosophy, Princeton University, How Muslims Made Europe, New York Review of Books, November 6, 2008 It is not easy to explain the existence of this culture of forgetting that has allowed the fashioning of a certain kind of Islamic Spain. It can hardly be explained by linguistic ignorance, since the primary medieval Latin, Spanish, Arabic, and Hebrew sources required for a good general understanding of Islamic Spain have been translated into accessible Western languages such as Spanish, French, English, and German, in some cases more than once, and in any event, many scholars of Arabic and Islamic studies also engage in this hagiographic fashioning. Perhaps writers have thought that the artistic achievements of Al-Andalus cannot withstand a more realistic appraisal of its society. Perhaps it has to do with what economists call stakeholder interests and incentives, which affect the research of academics in the humanities no less, and perhaps even more than those in the sciences. Perhaps it has to do with what psychologists call motivated blindness, which inhibits an individual's ability to perceive inconvenient data. Perhaps it has to do with the innocence of intellectuals. Perhaps it is simply the result of shoddy research by a number of university professors, repeated by many journalists. Or perhaps, since the eighteenth-century Enlightenment, the critical construction of a diverse, tolerant, and happy Islamic Spain has been part of an effort to sell a particular cultural agenda, which would have been undermined by the recognition of a... multi.